Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Razorback fans, and welcome to another fabulous episode of the Hog Talk Podcast. We just wanted to say thank you for downloading and listening to what myself, Ty Hudson, Jacob, and our producer, Porter, all have to say on all things Razorback Athletics. For those of you on iTunes or Spotify, wherever, however you're listening to our content, if you would please leave behind a written review and, I don't know, maybe give us some star power, that'd be excellent. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks again from your boys here at the HTP. Yo, what is going on, Arkansas Razorback fans? SEC fans everywhere. Welcome to the Hog Talk Podcast episode 51. And this is Ty Hudson. I'm I'm going solo on this one. It's just it's just you and I. Very intimate. I've got candles lit. You don't know it. You can't see it, but I do. I've got the candles lit. Right? Okay, the room is dark. It's just me and a microphone. Very intimate moment we're having together, although you're not in here with me. But spiritually, you're in here with me. What are you doing, Ty? This is supposed to be Arkansas content. What are you off doing, man? I hope Again, I hope you guys have had a great week. Not a lot has really happened this week other than... We know about the hirings, and you know the, there's some recruiting news out there. We'll t- we'll we'll get in on that. We'll talk about that. No, I have not been drinking my crunk nog, and I'm sure a lot of you know what that is. But for those of you that do not, that is nog, leftover eggnog from the holidays, with uh, some spice added to it with some rum. I haven't had any today. I did after my live show on Monday. I sure did. Sure did. Had me some crunk nog. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am solo today. No Jacob. No Porter. They're busy. They got stuff going on. So it's just you and I for this Friday show. Typically, our Friday shows, in the beginning, we try to keep these things like 30, maybe 40 minutes. This one will should definitely be under probably 30 minutes. I don't know. But I hope you guys enjoy the, the content. Regardless, I hope you enjoy the content. We... Uh, a lot has happened, like I said, or not much has happened, but a lot in in recruiting has kind of happened, I guess I should say. And then you've had you've had the news of a transfer. Had a guy had a had a player transfer from the from the Razorbacks. We're getting ready to take on Indiana in basketball. We gotta we, we gotta try to get ourselves prepared for that one. That's um, going to be an interesting battle taking on. Indiana, who is undefeated at home, they're what are they ten and one? Are they ten and one or eleven and one? I thought I had that in front of me, but I do not. Um, they are they're, they're well, they're eleven and one. <laughs> That's what they are. They are one of only two teams in the Big Ten that have one loss. Them and Ohio State. Then you got Maryland at ten and two, and Penn State. How about Penn State rocking it in football and basketball? They're ten and two to start the year off. So we'll talk about that. But first, we did something a little bit differently on, on this episode. I, I took to Discord, and I was like, you know what? We appreciate our people in Discord so much. I would love to get some feedback from them and then record it. Record it. Let's see what they have to say. So what I did was I got three individuals. Their names are Tyler Edmondson. Ty, or Tedmondson is what it looks like. I called him Tedmondson. 
or Ted Munson, I think, on the when I when I recorded this. You don't actually hear that part, but I did. That was my bet. And God bless him for not correcting me until we were done recording. That is a class act right there. <laughs> uh, I also reached out. We got a U of A Razorback fan in our Discord, a.k.a. Cody, and we got Will 25 or, as I said, J underscore Will underscore 25. We got those three guys in, and, and we got their feedback on. And, and this is what I asked them. I said, hey, Sam Pittman. Give me a grade, and then give me first-year expectations. And here's what they had to say. Well, first off, thank the Lord that we got someone who loves the Hogs as much as Sam Pittman. I mean, this this is a guy that straight up cried in front of, I don't know, a couple thousand people, a couple thousand Hog fans, and just cried his heart out because he that's how much he wanted the job. But, I mean, as far as rating him so far, I'd give him a, I'd give him a solid B. I think uh, as far as him coming in and being able to keep some of the guys, uh, not saying that he had um, you know anything to do with the Rakeem bullpen, with him staying, but I believe that he may have had a little bit to do with that. So I believe with that and um, you know picking up some of these other guys, the guy, the uh, Tulsi, the Slusher guy, I would probably have to give him a B, a B minus. If I had to give him a grade, it would probably be around a B plus to an A. Well, I've been hearing a lot of people say they're going to be happy with three to four wins and. I think we've all been watching Razorbacks long enough to know that this past year has been, um, you know, pretty awful on the coaching end. So, I honestly believe that they, those guys, with what we got and the um, the recruits that Chad brought in with Raheem Boyd, I think that we can get five next season. Kendall Browse. So, and he's he's also everywhere he's gone, he's he's had a really really good offense. So, bringing him in as well. Um, and all the pieces around them so far that they have, it's it's looking really good. I mean, I was looking. I could see us starting with three wins. Uh, I think. I mean, I think Sam Pittman and his staff are more than capable of three wins. I think it's a matter of you know the culture here. It's when you've lost that many times and for that long, it's really hard to get over that hump, especially in the SEC. There you go. There you go. That's what they had to say. And I, I want to say a shout out to all three of those guys Cody, Tyler Edmonton, and uh, Jay Will. Thank you guys. Again, that was from our Discord. And we love that community over there. We don't we don't push enough of the uh, enough of that link out, you know, to get more people in, but we still grow. We're growing Every day, it's actually pretty pretty fabulous because we do have links that are out there and they are set to never expire. You, you have that option with Discord. So it is something I know for some of you, you're like, wait, what? what is this? Why would I want to be a part of it? It's really, it's a, it's a message board, but it's live chat. And, you know, we've got a couple of mods. Myself, Jacob, and, and Porter try to moderate as much as we can. And, and we've got a pretty cool little community over there that we've been growing. And just shout out to everybody over there. Kelly Marie, Tim, you know who you are. You guys uh, make everything we do, like I always say, that much more special. We do, we do, we do appreciate you. We had some follow-up comments, too. In the Discord, when I announced that we were doing this, Big Grizzly, Big Grizzly, just sounds like I got to say that like a, like a really corny barbecue commercial. Big Grizzly, get yourself some barbecue sauce with Big Grizzly Barbecue. Okay, 
<laughs> he says, I like the hiring he has done. I would like to join chat. I'm at work training someone. <laughs> I obviously did not proofread this. The thing is, let's see. The thing is, this staff looks strong. They will be getting offers in the next few years. Kelly Marie, who I just mentioned, she says, a great thing about a coach that assembles a great staff is he should continue to fill vacancies well. And that's a very good point. And Matt H says, says blank, I missed it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had, uh, we've done a couple of those where we just get people in the general chat and we just kind of talk. We have a, you know, a little rap session, but I happen to record this one. I made sure to let them know too what was going on. So it wasn't any entrapment or anything. Okay. Let's get on to the news. What's going down? Arkansas Razorback stuff, okay? Former Arkansas offensive coordinator Dan Enos was fired today from Miami University. He served as the OC for an entire year before being let go. And, uh, yeah, that's unfortunate. He uh, Supposedly, he was supposed to be good at, at developing quarterbacks. It's something I never really felt like he did here. But his offense was terrible at Miami. They were like, we're out. We're done. Who cares what you did everywhere else and what your short time at Alabama. So going back to the Arkansas job, speaking of the devil, Arkansas was rumored to have offered this the uh, filling Barry Lenny Jr.'s role as a tight end coach with a tight end coach from UCF, John Cooper. But we're still waiting on an official announcement from the university. Cooper played center for OU from 2005 to 2008. He's considered by 24-7 sports a quote-unquote rising star. Also, Grayson Gunner enters the Bobby Hopper transfer tunnel slash portal. He had six catches, 55 yards, and a touchdown. No idea where he goes, but we wish him all the best. Uh, Grayson, please stay off social media for like the next 12 hours and then uh, then maybe just just stay off social media. You know how it goes. These, some people just take it to heart with these uh, transfer with the transfer stuff. Um, yeah, so switching over to the fun stuff. And we're going to stick with football for just a minute. Not very long. Again, there's not a whole lot of football stuff to report on, but I got some recruiting and information for you. Former Arkansas tight end commit. You remember him, Brandon Frazier. You remember that six foot seven Sasquatch? This kid's huge. Six seven, two hundred and fifty pound, three star out of McKinney, Texas. Well, Arkansas still on his list. He's narrowed his list down to four schools, including Bama, Auburn, Texas Tech, and obviously Arkansas. The, I, I don't know. I don't have any inside track on this. I have no idea if he's interested in coming back to Arkansas or not. We know he's he's familiar with what uh, he's familiar with the area and the facilities and all that. Frazier decommitted from Arkansas back on November twelfth after committing to Arkansas on May twentieth or May twenty eighth of this year. His last official visit to Arkansas was on May second. Due to their uh, due to Arkansas having a new head coach, he is allowed, and this is a new revised rule. I think it just came into came into play a couple of years ago, but he is allowed to take another official visit to Arkansas. We don't know in anything yet. Um. We don't know uh, if if uh, what his plans are as far as making any more official visits, but I. I We'll see. I, I think Arkansas's got a good shot here. You always like people that were formerly committed, and then you make their final list, like their top three, top four, top five. You gotta like your odds, but you just never know. Also, three-star offensive tackle Brady Ward, six foot seven, three hundred ten pounder out of Mobile, Alabama, announced on Twitter that he will no longer be announcing his school of choice at the All American game, claiming his recruitment to be "quote unquote" wide open. Uh, and then he'll officially 
he'll 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 be officially signing in February, which I think the first signing day starts there. It's the final signing period. It starts on I think February fifth. His current offers include Alabama, LSU, Arkansas, and Oklahoma, and A and M among others, totaling about I think twenty. I think it's like twenty five offers or something. It has been speculated that some schools have recently backed off of his recruiting. I, I, there's all sorts of just like I said speculation. I'm not really sure. There might be some concern about whether or not he can he can actually uh, that he'll be able to that his grades are passing or something. I don't know. You never know how that goes. Uh, it's it's not just grades. It's meeting some of the minimum requirements. There might be something there that he needs to do, and that's normal. That's normal. But there has been some again. It has been speculated that some schools have kind of backed off a little bit on his recruiting. His father, Brian Ward, played for LSU back in the 90s. How about that? So that's really all the Arkansas football news that, that there's, there is to be had currently. We're going to talk Arkansas basketball coming up next, but I'm sure we'll, we'll post this thing up tomorrow morning and all of a sudden we'll have news come out left and right. But that's okay. That's what the uh, Pig Trail Network live show is meant to do. We capture what we don't get on the uh, Pig Trail or on the Hog Talk podcast. We'll get, we'll get on the uh, Friday show on the Pig Trail Network YouTube live show. Remember, typically those start at 6. This one might be earlier. My kids are out of school like all of our kids are for christmas break so it may not be as hectic to be able to go live at five but i'll keep you guys up to date on twitter and on social media wherever however so be on the lookout for that by the time you're listening to this that'll be later today all right onward to arkansas basketball well i I mean for starters indiana is not messing around they're 11 and 1 they've got arkansas on sunday Obviously, we've talked about that a lot, but I'll just say it again. On the 29th, 5 p.m., it's going to be on the Big Ten Network. That should be available, assuming you have, you know, if you're with Cox, Dish, DirecTV. I think I think ESPN Plus should be able to carry that. I don't know. I don't know. YouTube TV, I, that's who I have. I have YouTube TV. So you should have uh, access to the game. 5 p.m., Sunday, weird, weird day, but whatever. Could have taken it. Indiana's... Look, they're eleven and one. They're taking this year pretty damn serious. Okay, they're taking it pretty serious. They've got wins over UConn, Nebraska, Notre Dame, Florida State. I don't know why I mentioned Nebraska, but they—I don't know, whatever. It's a Power Five school, I guess. But uh, you know, they've—they've they've beat some pretty good teams. They—they they know that a win against Arkansas, who on paper looks pretty damn good, and they're a team that continues to make Joe Lenardi's list for uh, you know his bra- his early bracketology. This would be a nice another another nice win for them at home, but then after that they got to go on the road and play a good team on the fourth on January fourth they got to take on Maryland, who's currently sitting in the top fifteen, They're currently ranked. So you got to imagine if you start twelve and one in the Big Ten with wins like that again UConn, Notre Dame, Florida State who was ranked at the time there in the top twenty and Arkansas who's a one loss team. You got to imagine, you know, rank is just around the corner for them. They're playing like they're they're playing late February basketball in the month of December, just like I think Arkansas has for the most part. Don't like Arkansas's odds here. Don't like them at all. I just don't. I I, I feel like this thing maybe it's close for a half, and then the second half you just see Indiana pull away. You see Indiana pull away. They are when you talk about ranking them, when you look at like what they do great. 
really it's it's they're just a good scoring basketball team. They're like a top thirty, top thirty-five scoring basketball team. They average right north of eighty points a game. Other than that, it's just a good nucleus on the court for them, right? Uh, currently, and again, we already talked about their wins, but uh, Joe Lenardi currently has them in his early ESPN bracketology as the sixth ranked as the sixth seed in the Western Region up against Georgetown. Uh, we know this will probably change dramatically in the coming weeks, but that's where they currently sit with uh, with Mr. Joe Lenardi. Uh, they currently sit with uh, ranked at 30th with 45 votes. Three guys to keep an eye on, Devontae Green, Al Durham, and Justin Smith. Uh, they got a little bit of size. They're pretty athletic. They can stretch the court. It's going to be a tough one. I mean, it really is. This is uh, this is it. This is your toughest game. This is the truest test of the year so far. And I find it I find it funny reading. I found some ESPN articles or not ESPN. I'm sorry, Indiana. I found some Indiana articles written by some of their people up there, and they're just kind of bashing Arkansas's non-conference schedule. It's like, yeah, okay, it hasn't been great. Okay, yeah, we haven't played UConn. We haven't played. Uh, we haven't played a ranked basketball team like they did with Florida State, and obviously they beat Notre Dame, and and uh, they're gonna get, things are gonna get tough for them because after Arkansas again they they take on uh, Maryland, and then shortly after that on the 11th they got to take on currently ranked number two in the country Ohio State. Uh, they're gonna have to take on uh, Michigan State. They're back on the road eventually. Well, they'll after that they've got Maryland, and then they're on the road against Penn State, and on the road the following week against Ohio State. It's tough. And then Iowa's ranked right now. Michigan's ranked. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely crazy. And if I'm looking at this right, do they got to play Penn State three times? That can't be right. That's not right. One, two. Okay, no, it's twice. Okay. Thought I was seeing double there. Yeah, um, it's a tough schedule for them. But Arkansas, who, you know, Adriel Bailey has made waves. He's he's turned into a pretty respectable defensive player. There's no doubt about that. Arkansas is, um, you know, they're they're outplaying themselves, and, and they're playing above the talent they have. And th- a lot of that, thanks to Mason Jones and Bailey, um, you know, those guys are, 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 you know, I mean, look, Jones is scoring nearly 20 points a game. You know, uh, Jimmy Witt has come along. You'd like to see, you'd love to see Ethan Henderson contribute more. You'd love to see this bench contribute more. I think that's a large part of it. But, uh, you know, you talk about how, how much they settle for these contested shots and it's all the time. And uh, they find ways to get guys open. And, and when they get in rhythm, when Isaiah Joe starts landing shots, it's like, okay, they're they're about to turn it on. And then Mason Jones, if he comes along at the same time, like Arkansas is tough to beat. But what are the odds of that happening? We haven't seen that enough this year, I don't think. You know, Mason Jones has been fabulous, but it's like it's either one or the other. I think only maybe twice this year we've seen the two of them well, I think a couple times we've seen both of them hit up in the what was it? Who was that where they scored uh, thirty points combined or, or t- together each s- combined for like sixty points? Was that North Texas? Who was that? I'm a little, Texas Southern maybe. Texas Southern Isaiah Joe only scored. Uh, let's see, Isaiah Joe, pull it up here was thirty three. Mason Jones was six. So it wasn't that game. There was a there's been a couple of games where the two of them have 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 gotten it figured out together. But it's like we're not seeing that enough on a consistent level. I thought I had it. I thought I could just pull it right up, but I can't. <laughs> I can't remember what game that was where they they both just 
shot. It was just ridiculous. Um, but again, we need to see more of that on a more consistent level. I'd love to see these guys like week in and week out score, score, you know, 25 points, 20, 25 points each against, uh, Tulsa. Mason Jones had 41. We remember that. And in that same game, Isaiah Joe scored 20. So, you know, and Mason Jones in that game had six rebounds and only turned the ball over once, only once in that one against Valley turned it over like what? Seven times. It's ridiculous. Gotta gotta calm that down, but yeah, you get those two consistently scoring on a high level. Arkansas is gonna be tough to beat with that defense. It's gonna be ridiculous. It's gonna be ridiculous. You love the way Bailey has come along. I mean, my God, the guy had five blocks against Val, three steals, ten points. Uh, not not too bad, you know. Um, Jimmy Witt's mid range jumpers come a long way. There's 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 a lot to be. There's a lot to look forward to with the potential of this team. And this Indiana game is like it. This is it. This is your chance to prove that that not we, we're bought in to Musselman. Fans are bought in. You don't have to, to do that. But if you want fans to buy into this year, immediate impact year one, you want to really create some excitement, you go on the road and you beat Indiana or even just play them tough. Don't get blown out. Don't walk out of that place, you know, losing by 20-plus points. Right now, according to the ESPN Basketball Power Index, Indiana's favored at 60, right at about 67%, 66.8. Arkansas, obviously, the remaining 33%. Assembly Hall, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. 17,000 is, uh, 17,222 is their capacity. It's going to be crowded in that place. And if you, again, you find a way to beat that crowd, keep them out of the game, Isaiah Joe, Mason Jones, turn it on, Bailey continue to play great defense, get some, get something, get some productive minutes from your bench, anything can happen. With great defense comes great opportunity. And the thing, and I mentioned this on the pig trail quite a bit, their ability to create turnovers without getting into foul trouble has been really impressive this year. That is night and day difference compared to what they had with Mike. With Mike Anderson, it was like you would look at the games that force a lot of turnovers, but they would also get into foul trouble really quick. Um, yeah, they're, they're doing a good job of getting that turned around. They're doing a real good job. Arkansas right now, they're still ranked. They're top 20 in the country and points allowed at just 60 points. Uh, points per game, they're they're just right at seventy five points a game. Again, you'd love to see that number come up quite a bit. You know that ranks at about one hundred twentieth, one hundred twenty third in the country. Got a lot of work to do on the offensive end. They still got to get things figured out there. They're a long, long ways away from being a complete team. If they if they come together, get it figured out on offense. Then I shouldn't say I shouldn't say a long, long ways. Okay, too much emphasis on that. But with how again with how inconsistent they are, Isaiah Joe's not shooting so well at three point range. Not not like we expected him to. You know, again, he was a guy that came into this year's projected as a first round draft pick. I mean, who was it? NBC Sports. NBC Sports had him as a as a top fifteen pick in the twenty twenty draft. You know, he's not playing anywhere near that right now. He needs to he needs to bump those numbers up. Needs to get him up, but Mason Jones. It's been a. It, uh, he's his potential. Jacob has absolutely killed it with him. Jacob's absolutely right. This guy, he is. He's what makes this team move. Without him, this team struggles. 
you know, you've got to have him on the court. He's got to get. We're not talking about productive minutes. We just got to get him scoring on the on the offensive end, and uh, just try your best to create some havoc on the defensive end. Isaiah Joe again is he's he's also he's still a great shooter. There's no doubt. I don't want to downplay how good Joe is, but if you get these two moving, you know, you get your bench involved, you get your guys underneath involved, crash the boards, try to create second opportunity shots. You know, get my God, who's who's the guy that's really that's really been the most exciting for me? It's been Wit. I mean, yeah, Mason Jones has been uh, obviously has been spectacular, but Wit that mid range jumper, it's just on point. It is on point. But then you watch him at the free throw line, and you're like, what are you doing? Oh my God, how do you shoot so well at mid range with that jumper, and then you struggle so poorly at the free throw line? What's he shooting on the air at the free throw line? It's got to be terrible. I bet he's shooting like thirty percent. It's terrible. They got to bump that number up too as a team. They're not doing so well at the free throw line. Well, they're not doing terrible. I think it's north of like sixty percent. But uh, I'd, I'd I'd definitely love to see that number come up. At least another. T- I'd like I'd like to, maybe I'm asking too much for like maybe eight to ten percent something like that. I'd I'd like to see that. That number uh, come up just a little bit. Let's see. Let's let's pull it up here at the free throw line. They are shooting. Okay, they're higher than I thought. I thought they're at sixty five. They're at seventy four. That's not terrible. Uh, Sill is fifty percent, but uh, Wit is at. Okay, I'm also surprised by this. He's actually shooting sixty one percent. Okay, that's not bad. But then you've got the the nation's leading free throw shooter, Mason Jones. 93%. That's that's not I mean that's that's pretty damn good. You take that out, you know, you drop quite a bit as a as your team total. Um yeah, I there's there's a lot here. There's a there's a lot here to um to digest getting ready for Indiana. It's going to be a tough one. No doubt about it. This is your ultimate test. You get past this, you find a way to make it move. You find a way to stay in it. You know, you're going to miss shots. It's going to happen. You're going to go in, into a cold streak. They're going to they're going to get cold. Your defense has to continue to play like they have all year, and you've got a shot. You got a shot to at least make it a game. I'll say that. Uh, I, I got to favor Indiana though in this one by quite a bit. I, I think they're going to win. I say quite a bit for Arkansas. It'd be quite a bit. I, I like Indiana probably by about 15, 13 to fifteen. Is probably where I'll put that. I don't know that it'll be a high-scoring game. Uh, Arkansas needs it to not be a high-scoring game, honestly. They really need to keep Indiana on their heels and, and do everything they can on defense and, and try to force those turnovers, shoot well at the free-throw line. You know, don't – you can't – I don't think you can afford – you definitely can't afford to get off to a cold start on the road against these guys. It's going to be a tough one. I believe that's going to do it for episode 51 on behalf of the Hog Talk Podcast, thank you guys so much for all your support. Please remember to give us some star power on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. If you'd be so kind, maybe leave a written review. That'd be great. I would appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And I, I will see those of you who follow me on YouTube. I'll see you guys on Friday or, well, later tonight, I guess I should say, over on the YouTube channel, the Pig Trail Network YouTube channel. Yeah, we'll be live over there. And, of course... We'll have our next episode of the Hog Talk Podcast this Monday. We'll have a reaction to the Indiana game and a lot more. So stay tuned for for all that stuff. All right? That's it. Woo Pig. See you on the next one.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.